If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. I think people are looking at Ethereum as an alternative to investing in Bitcoin. People don't like to have all their eggs in the one basket in Bitcoin, and they're seeing this as something else to invest in. I don't, yeah, I don't see the use case, the long-term use case scenario for Ethereum myself. Welcome to Bitcoin Basics with your hosts, Faris and Gordon. Visit bitcoinbasics.help if you need help buying and securing your Bitcoin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Bitcoin Basics podcast. Once again, your partners in crime, Ferris and Gordon. It is Monday, the 10th of May. The price of Bitcoin is $59,450. The block height is $682,882. And what was the new thing you want me to give? We're doing Satoshis now, aren't we, Gordon? Sure. So... The price of Satoshis, is that what we're doing? We could do $1 US dollar equals how many Satoshis or one Satoshi equals So one, one US dollar is 1,683 Satoshis. So that is all according to the Clark Midi dashboard. So Gordon, what are we unearthing today? We are unearthing, Faris, um, probably the last podcast that you and I will ever do because I don't think it's worth doing Bitcoin podcasts anymore. Ethereum's taking over. I don't know if you got the memo, but Ethereum's taking over. So let me give you a quick use case. And by the way, um, we could mention the price of Ethereum, not in US dollars, because that's pointless. The current price of Ethereum is 0.069071 BTC, FYI. So Faris, Ethereum's taking over. Ethereum, Bitcoin's like gold 2.0, pretty boring. That's all it is. Ethereum, there's just a million things. There's staking, there's DeFi, there's ICOs, there's NFTs, more developers on Ethereum. There's actually more on-chain value being settled in Ethereum at the moment. I'm so excited about Ethereum 2.0, proof of stake, sharding. Um, I can't keep this up for much longer. Bitcoin market dominance is down to like 45% or whatever it is now. It seems inevitable, Faris, that Ethereum is taking over. There's massive demand. So should we just quit and uh, switch to Ethereum? So for those of you not listening or listening and cannot see Gordon, this is Gordon laying on his sarcasm as thick as he can, playing devil's advocate. Um, I remember you were actually very keen on Ethereum a few years ago because you're coming from a developer's perspective saying things like Ethereum and Neo were, um, as a developer, much easier platforms to work on. So if I'm looking at it from a financial point of view, look, as a developer, great, you want to work on it. But what's happened is the network is huge. And um, as we've mentioned before, anyone can download the Bitcoin blockchain. It's only about 300 gigabytes. You can download that overnight and become part of the, the Bitcoin blockchain. You can't do that with Ethereum. It's huge. You just cannot download it. It's just grown so big. And I... Oh, oh I'm being interrupted. I, I just have to interrupt you. Not only is it so big, like I think as you mentioned, 320 gigabytes for Bitcoin and over a terabyte for Ethereum. Not only is it so big, it's extremely expensive. So if you wanted to actually do this, the equivalent on Bitcoin, so on Ethereum is called an archive node. Uh, it's probably at least $4,000, $5,000 for a computer. So you need a, like a decent CPU and hard drives, just, just as a comparison. I remember seeing that recently. And so I'll, I'll actually confirm, I've got it in front of me. The chain size right now for Bitcoin is 390 gigs. 
Um, but yeah, so this is where if I'm coming at it from a financial investment point of view, why would I want to invest in Ethereum over Bitcoin? Well, with Bitcoin, I know there's a market cap. Um, I know that it's decentralized. And sorry, not a market cap. I know that there's a supply cap for Bitcoin, which is 21 million. Um, I know how often they'll be released. I know there's a halvening. I know it's inflation um, hedged. But with Ethereum, um, it doesn't have those components. We do not know how many Ethereums are out there. And there, there's a hell of a lot more in Bitcoin and they'll continue to release more. But not only that, it's not decentralized. Um, they call Ethereum proof of Vitalik. Uh, after the founder of Vitalik Buterin and um, main developer. And Ethereum could essentially have the same problem that Ripple had, where the SEC in America say, Vitalik, you are actually the CEO of a company and we are you now need to be corporatized. And that led to an absolute tanking in the price of Ripple when that happened. Um, we are seeing, if you look at a chart of Ethereum versus BTC, that it is skyrocketing. Um, and we we're just talking about this before we started the show and that um, it is incredibly over um, hyped at the moment and just due for a pullback in the price. Um, I know Raul Powell, who we had on the show, tweeted that a lot of the guys he knows, um, this is hedge fund managers and um, high net worth individuals are buying Ethereum. And I think they're probably just buying into the hype of Ethereum is going to release a 2.0 because the biggest criticism for Ethereum right now is what we mentioned is just how clogged up that network is and they need to do something about that. So a scaling issue. So it's I think where we are financially is it's buy the rumor, sell the fact. So we could be looking at a pretty significant correction in Ethereum in the next, I don't know, I'd say probably next couple of weeks would be my guess. Did you know we provide a help desk at bitcoinbasics.help? Do you need help buying Bitcoin on an exchange or transferring your Satoshis to a Bitcoin wallet? Perhaps you need assistance with setting up a desktop, mobile or hardware wallet. Is your security hygiene up to date? We provide individual, one-on-one -on -one support regardless of your understanding of Bitcoin, size of investment or level of technical ability. Visit bitcoinbasics.help. So even if that is all true, Faris, and it's a massive assumption that Ethereum 2.0 will be successful and you will achieve scaling, you know, like visa level, sort of 100,000 transactions a second sort of thing, which I think is absurd. But anyway, let's say all of that is true and forget about the short term or even the medium term. Could Ethereum um, take, I mean, this is the argument that I hear all the time, you know, Bitcoin's MySpace and Ethereum's the Facebook. Could Ethereum take of a Bitcoin being too slow, not, not, not anything happening on Ethereum. There are so many use cases for Bitcoin, uh, sorry, for Ethereum rather than Bitcoin. Could it simply take over? Are we wrong? Are we going to be proved wrong in five years time? So I did listen to a podcast where Vitalik Buterin was being interviewed about this and he was mentioning essentially um, how much faster Ethereum is at these micro transactions. Um, and what he was describing, what Ethereum does, was actually the Lightning Network on Bitcoin. So I, I listened to this interview. Um, I only got halfway through a two-hour interview. Um, and he did not tell me anything that Bitcoin wasn't doing at this stage. So the difference being um, Bitcoin is doing it much more safely. Uh, and you'll correct me here, Gordon, but what's the phrase um, where... 
break it or something along those lines. Yeah, move fast and break things. Move fast and break things. That's how Ethereum works. Uh, Bitcoin is move slow and be secure. And again, when we say slow, when people say Bitcoin is slow, um, you're talking comparatively to other cryptocurrencies. If you're comparing Bitcoin to fiat and SWIFT um, or SWIFT system, it's incredibly fast. I mean, I just moved some um, Satoshis and I paid a little bit extra. And it, when I say extra, it cost me very little. And it was done in like um, less than two minutes. Um, so it's still very, very fast. And that wasn't on, that was just on the regular Bitcoin blockchain. That wasn't a sidechain. That wasn't liquid or anything. Or um, So yeah, to me, use case scenario for Ethereum, I don't see it from a financial um, safe haven um, store of value story. I don't see Ethereum there. Speculative, sure, I'll trade it as a speculation play, but that's it for me. Yeah, completely agree with all that, Faris. Bitcoin is a store of value. They're trying to use Ethereum at the moment with all this DeFi stuff, complete speculation. And they're also trying to use it as a currency. You, you see all these um, websites for you know swapping coins and whatnot. And um, you know, Bitcoin, no cryptocurrency is money at the moment, just like gold isn't, uh, sorry, currency, by the way. Um, so yeah, uh, there are definitely some non-monetary use cases of Ethereum, which I think are interesting. But again, it's not money. It's not something you can invest in. So they're interesting from maybe a technical web development or programming point of view. But uh, yeah, in terms of money, in terms of investment, um, I don't think Ethereum has a use case. And the last thing that every Ethereum person says, you know, Ethereum is like the ultimate DeFi or whatever. Actually, no, Bitcoin is the ultimate DeFi and was the first decentralized finance. So um, I think what we're seeing is what is playing out is where is innovation happening. With Bitcoin, as Farah said, slow and steady. We have this notion or this term called uh, ossification, which basically means something gets stronger over time. With Ethereum, you're seeing all this development happening on the chain. So, you know, smart contracts and ICOs and NFTs and all that kind of stuff is happening on chain. With Bitcoin, we're saying, no, 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 just keep the Bitcoin blockchain, keep it really simple really secure and let's build all this amazing innovation. And there is some innovation in Ethereum. Let's build it around Bitcoin. So you've got the Lightning Network for fast transactions. You've got smart contract. You've got all this other stuff happening around Bitcoin. So we'll see which wins in the end. I mean, this, this space is so young, um, but my money is on the safest, most secure cryptocurrency, which is Bitcoin even if there's only one use case for Bitcoin, and that is hard money, sound money. Yeah, and I think what's actually happening with Ethereum, it's caught up. If you look at the price of Bitcoin Cash, um, Ethereum Classic, Ripple, I mean, they're skyrocketing in value, and they actually really do not have um, any of the virtues that Bitcoin has. So, And I'm looking at the Bitcoin dominance chart at the moment, and that's down to 45%. And I mean, that's the lowest it's been since 2017. So um, 2018, sorry. So that's, yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. So I think we're just seeing a second run of the altcoins that we saw in 2017. Um, I think you're going to have same thing that we've had in the past. Um, big, big runs followed by huge corrections. So correct me if I'm wrong, Ferris, you might have that chart again. The Bitcoin dominance last time that happened was 2017 during the whole ICO bubble where Bitcoin dominance got right down to 40, 
whatever it was. But there was a pretty big yeah. correction after that. Like after that, Bitcoin just bounced mm-hmm. right back up. So yeah, it went. So in January of 2018, it hit. Um, so it started going. It was at a 95% in February 2017. It started going down as ICOs and altcoins went up. It went as low as 35%, and then a year later, it was back up to 60%. And now we've seen it go just in this year alone from 73% now to 45%. So potentially, we've got another 10 basis points for it to go before it hits those all-time lows we saw, and then it could yet double again from there. So just for those normal people who don't look at charts like us, what does this Bitcoin dominance what, is, what impact does it have? So basically what happens is, as we mentioned earlier, if you look at a chart of Ethereum versus Bitcoin, that means people are buying Ethereum versus Bitcoin. Now that's really overextended right now. So at some point, people want to take profits and sell. So when you're selling Ethereum, you're buying Bitcoins back because that's the trade. It's not Ethereum versus US dollars, Ethereum v. Bitcoin. So to sell to close that trade, you're buying Bitcoin. Selling Ethereum, buying Bitcoin. Ethereum goes down, Bitcoin automatically goes up because it's not that more people are buying Bitcoin, it's people are closing their Ethereum trades. So that's why I think we're about to see another 15, 20% run in the price of Bitcoin. And what will be the catalyst is people closing their Ethereum trades. So what you're saying is money has been flown for the last couple of months or maybe six months from Bitcoin into altcoins, shitcoins. Sorry, I misspoke. And then potentially we may have another dip. But as you said, if Bitcoin starts to go up again, that money will then flow back from the altcoins into Bitcoin. Yes, exactly. Okay. So it's not necessary people buying Bitcoin with fiat. It could simply be people selling their crypto, their altcoins into Bitcoin. Yep. That's exactly right. All right. Well, I think we've confused all our audio listeners. We didn't even have a chart there, but that's fine. Uh, Faris, how about you have the last word? Bitcoin versus Ethereum flipping. Um, I think, well, I still think there's room for Ethereum and Bitcoin to go up. I think this week or next week, we will see a significant pullback in the price of Ethereum versus Bitcoin. I, I think people are looking at Ethereum as an alternative to investing in Bitcoin. People don't like to have all their eggs in the one basket in Bitcoin, and they're seeing this as something else to invest in. I don't, yeah, I don't see the use case, the long-term use case scenario for Ethereum myself. Regardless of the use case though, should people invest in Ethereum? I'm not myself. So if you want to, it's purely a speculative position. You're a bit late in this run. Uh, Wait for a pullback, see what happens. Have a look at the chart. And as you mentioned, Faris, have a look at some of the indicators and they are screaming sell at the moment, but that's not financial advice. We should well, not screaming out. sell. They're screaming overextended. Over, over, over what? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So we will continue to podcast Bitcoin basics. So if you've got a question or you want to follow us on social media or check out our YouTube channel, head across to bitcoinbasics.help. We also have um, links to a help desk where if you need help, whether it's buying or selling on an exchange, moving uh, Bitcoin from exchange into a hardware wallet or setting up a multi-sig wallet. That's it, Faris. Any other final thoughts? Nope. Thank you for listening. And yeah, please go to bitcoinbasics.help. Cool. Thanks for watching or listening. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe and share so we can spread this educational content to others like yourself. Visit bitcoinbasics.help. Disclaimer. Any content provided by CoinCompass is for educational and informational purposes only and is not investment, legal, tax or any other professional advice. A qualified professional should be consulted before making any financial decisions. CoinCompass will at times recommend certain products, services and technologies, but these are opinions based upon our own or podcast guests' experience and not endorsements. We take no liability for out-of-date or inaccurate information, software bugs, manufacturing errors, technology misuse, or issues involving third parties. Visit coincompass.com for more information and please contact us.